Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. All right, let me, uh, let me bless us. Let me bless you as we get ready to go to this time. Um, I bless you now in the name of Jesus, that you would know Jesus more wonderfully today. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit today. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need today. Whatever help from God you need, immediately. I bless you to have the resilience and courage and capacity to flourish and prevail over whatever challenge you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace, whatever your circumstances. I bless you with that. In the name of Jesus, may it be. Amen. All right. Morning, family. It's great to be back with you today. I hope you enjoyed the last several weeks of hearing from our, our lead pastors, Lori here in the West End, Alan at, at Royston, and, and differently. We have great lead pastors around here, do we not? Yes. Very excited. I hope you're loving them well. They are treasures, right? They are, they are treasures. Very thankful for them. While you're hearing from them, I was in the States. I was teaching mostly in the Seattle area with a quick trip to Portland. It wasn't really a holiday. It was 15 preaches, 13 different messages in a quick blitz of time, mostly at Lakeside Bible Camp. I have some pictures just, just for the randomness. Um, so uh, wearing the same, this is summer camp, Brian. This is me. See, same top, right? You know. Uh, same top uh, at Lakeside Bible Camp, teaching at a couple churches. My mom is there, and uh, we're, I guess we're posing. Uh, we're, we're pretending. And then my daughter, I saw my daughter for a couple days over there. But, so I did, I did see more family than this, but that's kind of a br- brief shot of, of kind of what I was up to this summer. But, but besides teaching and, and seeing family, I was also praying for a lot of people. Like this was, this was one of those summers where I was in application mode from the, the things that we've been talking about. I was praying for people, reflecting on the teachings. I was casting out demons, breaking curses, all those kinds of things. You're like, wait, what, Brian? Uh, if you're new here or visiting, this last spring we were talking about how there is a very real spiritual war going on. We were looking at Ephesians chapter 6. So we looked at Ephesians chapter 6, 10, 11, uh, 10 and following, and about this real spiritual war, and we were reading things like this in verse 13. There's a real spiritual war, verse 13, for this reason, in light of the spiritual war, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having prepared everything to take your stand, stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist righteousness, like armor on your chest, and then it goes on and it goes through the, the armor of God stuff, which we talked about this spring. And so we, we said, yeah, demons are real, and we, we need to make sure we're, we have this on our minds, that, that Satan is real, and, and we don't want here, we don't want the enemy to keep blowing up your lives anymore. 
We don't want the enemy to, to blow up your lives. And so we're in this context. And so we talked about, in this context, putting on the armor of God, right, you know, truth, righteousness, uh, peace, rooted in believing the gospel, faith, salvation, the word of God, and prayer. We talked about that. And then we talked about how Ephesians 6 is written to Christians. Sometimes as Christians, we want to believe that we are immune to the spiritual war going on. But Paul is very clear, not only are we not immune, we are, we are under attack. And so we need to be intentional about standing strong. We need to be consistent about standing strong. We, we need to be consciously at, at work standing strong in, in this context by putting on the armor of God. So that's where I thought we were going to go this spring, but then we did a four-message bonus in the month of June where we said, okay, putting on the full armor of God, that's great, but now uh, we want to talk about how to flip the tables on the enemy and how you can, in the name and authority of Jesus, as believers in Jesus, can cast out demons in Jesus' name. We spent four weeks talking about that, and we talked about how to spot when, when that's at work, because not everything's a demon, but if it is, but if it is a demon, then only setting them free will help them, and we're God's people. So how do you go about doing that? So we spent four weeks talking about how to spot that, how to stop that, and how to set people free in the name of Jesus. If you missed that, man, it's on YouTube, and... Uh, Happy watching. It's super fun. It's a lot, lot going on there. Anyway, so I've been in, in America, and, and, and I, I feel so sad that I, I preached that last message, and then I got on a plane, and I didn't get to hear your shares and your testimonies. And so if you have been, like, uh, tr trying this stuff and praying for people, email me how, how it's going, for better or for worse. My email, brian at rehope.co.uk. I would love to hear um, how it's going for you in that, in that process. Well, that's, that kind of also sums up my summer. I've been applying this stuff, like praying for people and, and breaking curses and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have some stories today connected to this, and uh, I, I've curated them. To, I've curated them, so th there's, a, there's a lot more that I'm going to share. But before I talk about a few of those stories, I want to give you an update on, on my story. Uh, if you've been around the church for a long time, you know that as far back as I can remember, I have been plagued by panic attacks while I travel, right? And, and how that has been, you know, as far back as I can remember, as teens, when I travel, yeah, boom, it's awful. So uh, as far back as I can remember, you know, it, it's just been one of those things. But as I've said, last June in Norway, I had this incredible freedom deliverance moment where I'm in a time of worship, and God's just like, panic is your past, peace is your future, and I just started declaring that out loud in this worship time and just experienced an incredible freedom. I've testified, I had a, a great year uh, of this, this, um, this last year in different environments where not even touching on panic, not even, uh, even things that would have traditionally triggered me in the past, pretty extreme situations, no, no impact, no issues. And so, wow, I'm just, just praising God for that and, and, and part of my, my, uh, my testimony. And I, it was so great. I got to packing for this summer and I, I looked and I have, oh, wow, I'm going to be gone for, I don't know, I'm going to make up the number, 23 days or something like that. I'll be gone for 23 days and I have one anxiety pill for 21 days. 
No problem, right? No, no problem. Very, very excited about that. I'm so happy. I, I just, you know, I put it in just for funsies. And, uh, and got, you know, got, got ready, got all packed up, went, flew across the world. And, you know, I, we make it sound really extreme, this whole across-the-world travel. All we were really doing is sitting there and enduring. But, yeah, I, I sat there uh, and endured for a long period of time and got there and saw family and happy. And, and it came down to, to, for bedtime. I'm like, you know, I've got that one super pill, I guess. But no need. Like, this is great. Freedom and joy. And, and, and I get ready for bed. And it's just the happiness, the peace of, of freedom. It's, it's so amazing. And I get down and I lay down. And I, I put my head on the pillow. And I'm just like, oh, this is so great. Until it wasn't. Yeah, right? And, and all of a sudden, happy Brian, sweat-drenched Brian. And this, okay, I don't want to describe it too much. If you have panic attacks, then I don't want to trigger anybody. But, but the, 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 then there's the sweating, there's the vomiting, there's the shaking for hours, there's the no fun uh, panic attack uh, moment. And, and so I'm having this, and I, and I, and I wake up the next day, I'm, I'm a little bit thrown, <laughs> uh, a little bit shaken. I'm like, okay, what happened there? Because I was free. I, I had been, I, I had experienced incredible freedom. In a, in a lot of different ways. So, so what happened? So I, I'm thinking about this this summer. Like, what was that? That I have been healed. So what happened there? And while I'm processing that, uh, Jesus, over the course of the summer, brings my attention to a particular story in the Gospels. And it's a story that takes place just after Jesus heals the five, or feeds the 5,000. Feeds the 5,000. And this is the story that we read in Matthew chapter 14. Immediately, he, Jesus, starting in verse 22, immediately he, Jesus, made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Well into the night, he was alone. He was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from the land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Jesus came toward them, walking on the sea very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, have courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, if it is you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. He, Jesus, said, come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the Strength of the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? I read this story, and this is what it meant to me. Friends, we start with faith. We continue with faith. 
We start with faith. We continue with faith. We get out of the boat in faith, that big faith step, that, that, that moment of, of courage where we believe Jesus has called us to, to make a faith step. We get out of the boat in faith. We take that faith step in faith. But then we also need to keep walking it out. We need to keep walking on that journey. Eyes fixed on Jesus, step after step, continuing with faith. I mean, there, there's so many things that we could pull from this story, but here's the five that were really uh, jumping out at me when I was uh, thinking about this story and, and specifically my situation. Um, the, the five things are this. Number one, looking at this story, the context is a storm. They're starting by battered by, by waves because the wind's against them. Our context is a spiritual war every day. This, that, that, that context of, of um, it's not just calm out there. It's, 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 there's storm, a context war. Then they see Jesus. They don't know it's Jesus for sure. In fact, they're not, that's not their first thought. But, and Peter's talking to Jesus. And, you know, I kind of wonder, he's like, if it's you, and I know that they, are, they didn't at first believe it's Jesus. You know, it seems like, is, is Peter 100% sure here? It doesn't seem like he's 100% sure that it's Jesus. I don't know if you've ever had one of those moments where you feel like Jesus is calling you to do something and you're not 100% sure it's Jesus. Uh, but anyways, it, there, there's that, that invitation and and Jesus says, come, and Peter gets out of the boat in faith. Number three, he, Peter climbs out of the boat and starts walking on the water. He starts in faith. He starts in faith, and that's huge and significant. But then we need to continue in faith. Number four, seeing the storm, he got afraid. He got afraid and began to sink. Now, these, he was doing it, Right? He was walking on water. I don't know how many scientists there are in the room, but that's not a normal thing. Walking on the water. There's there something pretty spectacular going on. He is demonstrating incredible faith. He's seeing an incredible victory. He trusted Jesus. He got out in a storm and he starts walking on the water. And yet, after successfully walking on water, he became afraid because of the storm. And his faith-filled victory became fear-filled sinking. And then fifthly, Jesus saves him. He also calls out his little faith and his doubt. He had great faith to get out of the boat, but, but then he got afraid and he doubted. We need to start with faith, but we also need to continue with faith and not let fear and doubt cause us to sink in the end after starting so strongly. Most people are like, Man, Peter, what, a, what are you thinking? Just keep your eyes on Jesus and just keep walking. You're already out of the boat. Just keep walking. But I think if we're honest, we're like, okay, yeah, probably guilty. Guilty of, of the same sort of thing. Easier said than done. I, sometimes I feel a lot like Peter where I get out of, I, I feel that Jesus is calling and, and inviting something and yet I'm in some sort of time loop where I maybe take a big bold faith step and then maybe start to freak out after a step or two. Uh, we come to trust Jesus for the impossible moments where we're like, I don't know how this is going to happen but Jesus is saying do this and so we give it a go. And that's good, and that's a good start, but we've got to keep going. And, and I don't know what your big faith step moments are. Like sometimes Jesus has been asking you to do some big faith step things over time, right? You've probably experienced them. In, in our story, like buy Paisley and you don't have any money. Oh, okay. 
Or like in the old days, like sell everything and move over to Scotland or, or trust Jesus with your daughter on, on missions in, in Thailand or, 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 or pray for that person that you see. Like, wait, just like pray for them from a distance? No, no, no. Go up to them. Wait, they're going to know I'm praying for them? Yeah. Go, I don't even know, know them. Okay, go up to them and pray for them. But don't just be like, Jesus, please heal them. But like, say, you know, pray like Jesus prays and, and command healing in the name of Jesus or or cast out demons. What, what are those things? What are those faith step things that Jesus has been pushing you towards? Do you got, do you got some of those big challenge moments where you feel like you, you have to dig deep and rise up for, in, a, in a faith step moment? Peter climbs out of the boat. He climbs out of the boat. He shows us great faith. He starts with faith. And yet we also need to have faith all the way to the end. We need to have faith all the way to the end. It's huge to step out, but we got to keep going. So back to my story, you know, it's been the best year that I can remember, right? You know, when it comes to anxiety and, and panic and, and freedom and all that sort of stuff. But that first night, for whatever reason, I sank. I took a quick dip in the sea. Right? I, I, had that, I, I had that quick dip, I sank, and I had been... You know, like walking on water when it came to this healing moment and, and this, this miracle moment in my life. But when I was tired, when I was exhausted, when I wasn't at my best, in fact, when I was particularly weak and, and worn out from, from the journey, that's when the enemy, who wants fear to be high in our lives, who wants anxieties to be high, who doesn't like us to be free from fear, that's when the enemy tested me and bested me. The enemy is always on the lookout for opportune times. Now I'm pulling that phrase from the temptation of Jesus. So Jesus is tempted, he's weak, he's hungry, and he stands strong in his moment of temptation, and then the enemy leaves him for an opportune time. For an opportune time, maybe another time where he's more susceptible to, 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 to caving, to, 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 to sinking. Jesus doesn't sink, by the way. Good, good news of great joy. So, but when I was standing strong this year, you know, I, I, I was celebrating that and, and I'm in this like context of a storm and, and I need to say no to fear and, and continue to walking in that. I guess I hoped that being free from panic and having that freedom a year ago or less over a year ago meant that I would never be tested again. That I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I, I won't even get, I won't even have a hint of challenge there. That was quite naive. It was quite naive of me. I thought I would be immune to having to fight against this anymore. I just thought it would be a non-issue. But the Bible is clear that when demons go out, they look for an opportunity to, to return it. So I needed to keep strong in the Lord. I needed to keep the full armor on. I needed to be resolved to, to stand against whatever thing and, and keep enforcing the victories that, I, that I'd experienced without giving the enemy any, any opportunity, even when I'm at most weak. Here's another story from the summer. Now, I'm going to tell you this story from the summer. Uh, please hear me. I'm not judging anyone. I, I am uh, huge compassion. I get this. So I'm, I'm not judging anybody. Uh, I was down, I was at Bible camp, and I was down by the lake. I can't remember exactly why I was down there. Maybe it was 4th of July, or I don't remember what, what's going on. But I was down, down at the lake, and th these people came up to me and said, Brian, you said that you would pray for anybody 
uh, for anything at any time. Now, by the way, that's a fun thing to throw out there. You have no idea at what point somebody's going to call you up on that one, right? I just put that out there. I will pray for anyone, for anything at any time. You start putting that out there to your friends, just marvel at the opportunities that come at the most inconvenient moments, all right? So uh, I'm down there. Would you come and, would you come and pray for, for my dad? He's, ha- he's having some, some medical issues. And, and for him, it was um, kidney stone stuff. Now, he's having some kidney stone issues. He'd already been to the hospital. He already had his medication. So, so that stuff was, was already happening. But he's in a lot of pain and, and a lot of fear, right, understandably. You know, he's been through this before. He kind of knows the journey. And so he's afraid. And so got up there. And there's a few of us, and we, we prayed for healing for him. And after a very short period of time, like, he was completely healed. Like, no hint of pain. Like, like and, and he's shocked. He's never experienced anything like this before. His, his wife is shocked and happy. The kids are happy. They're all, like, rejoicing and celebrating. And just, like, so happy that, 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 this, is, that this has happened and, and just excited. I, understandably so. He's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm great. I'm, a, I'm just going to go to sleep now. And, and I, wow, what a relief. And everybody's happy. And they're, they're celebrating. I kind of sneak out the back door because, I don't know, I'm just going to go on with the evening let the family have their time. So, uh, awesome. The next morning... I am there preparing for teaching. It doesn't just fly out of my mouth, people. I actually prepare. And, uh, and so I'm preparing and knock on the door, cabin door. Brian, you said you would pray for anybody, at, uh, for anything, at any time. And I know that you're preparing for teaching because chapel is next. Um, but would you please come and, and pray? So uh, I went up there, and I prayed. It was back to the same guy. And so coming up, and so I'm like, well, what happened? And he's like, I was amazing. I was totally healed, and it was so exciting. We were all excited. I was totally good to go for 30 minutes. And then I panicked. I, I got full of doubt. Like, what if I'm just making this up? What if this didn't happen? Now, there's more to the story here. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you all of the, the background of fear in, in, this, in this person's life. But, but like, he, he opened wide this door of doubt and afraidedness. Fear. <laughs> and in that moment, it all just came rushing back in. It all came rushing back in. And again, I'm not judging. Like, you, you've heard my story. I, I'm not, I don't, like, I get that. I get that. But do we get... How aggressive the enemy is to use these same words that are in the Jesus Jesus story of Peter walking on the water of afraid and doubt. Those are words right there from the story. Do we understand understand how the enemy uses being afraid, fear, and doubt to reopen doors that have been sorted? To, To remove peace and joy. The enemy wants to rob every victory he can from us, and he's going to try and use fear and doubt to do that. He wants to rob every victory by getting us to have little faith even in our victories. Even though Peter had been walking on the water, he's still had doubt. Like, how do you get afraid and doubt when you're already in the midst? I, I can tell you how. That guy can tell you how. Experiencing the victory, but then reopening the doors. So Peter becomes afraid, he sinks. And he has little doubts. Friends, we start with faith. We continue with faith. We start with faith. We continue with faith. We continue by keeping focused on Jesus 
not the storms, not the wildness of our context, not the weirdness of our context, not the unlikeliness of our context. We continue by winning that war in our minds. So often the enemy is attacking our minds with fear and doubt and anxiety, saying no to that fear, shutting it down day after day. Now, how do we do this? Well, as for me, I, I do this by being resolute, by being aggressive, over-the-top obsessive in cultivating in my heart every morning during my Jesus times childlike faith. Childlike faith. And, and what, uh, if, what, what do I think of as childlike faith? I think this picture is always the one that I think of, childlike faith. This is insane to me. Like, I don't know exactly what's going on here, but I remember being a dad, and I remember standing on the, being in the pool and telling my kids who don't know how to swim to jump off the ledge, and, and of course I will catch them. Because I'm their dad, right? Like, like, like that's, that's the thing. But that's crazy, right? The kid can't swim. If dad doesn't catch him, he is going to drown. Oh, yeah, I will put my entire life on the line and leap into the water. And, of course, you're going to catch me. But that's childlike to me. Childlike faith and certainty, of course, I'm going to leap in faith trusting Jesus. And Jesus is going to get. So the, I want to reset my heart with this kind of mindset rooted in Jesus uh, every morning, even though we are in a war context. We're in a storm context. And, it's in, and I want to be rooted in unshakable certainty that Jesus is here, that Jesus is with me, that he's going to help me. And, and, and even if I take a quick dip, he'll reach out quickly. And grab it. Now, now again, that, that childlike faith isn't just needed for getting out of the boat and walking on water. It's needed for every single step. You, you know where it's, where it's really helpful? Going for prayer. I've just kind of noticed this over the years. I've been tracking this. The people who go up for prayer just like, I should. It, nothing will probably happen. God never does anything for me. You go up with like low expectation of faith. They usually get about what they want. Sometimes they're surprised. But the people who have won the war of their mind and their childlike faith is like, God loves me. And somebody's going to pray for me in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name above all names. Jesus with uh, Jesus' name. And I could very well be healed right now. It doesn't matter who's praying for me because it's, it's Jesus' name. It's Jesus. And it's the high expectation, uh, way more childlike faith there. Childlike faith uh, needed when, when we're making big life decisions. What am I do about this job move or, or relationship reality? We need childlike faith to just take those big faith moments, but also not to freak out after we've done that and keep on the right journey. But I found that I really need childlike faith when it comes to praying for people. To just put, put myself out there every time. I've got to dig deep and be like, okay, uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pray for this person. I'm going to break some curses for this person. I'm going to cast out demons in the name of Jesus from this person. The enemy wants you to be super insecure about it. He wants you to become super self-conscious, full of, full of, full of doubt and, and all that kind of stuff, that your prayers are going to make a difference. He wants you to stop looking at Jesus and start thinking about yourself and thinking, wow, you're going to look like an idiot if you go pray for that person and nothing happens. Just think about it. If nothing happens, what's going to happen? As opposed to thinking about what if, what if 
there's power in the name of Jesus and, 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 and breakthrough happens. And he wants to get you so insecure that you see that person, you want to pray for that person, but you're so insecure and so focused on yourself instead of looking at Jesus that you, you don't pray at all. Because you're, you've just taken your eyes off Jesus and, and, and no faith. Childlike faith is, is like, okay, I believe God's real. And in this moment, something big happened. I had a, I had a moment uh, this summer of insecurity and failure. You're like, Brian, insecure? No. No, that's not. Okay. Every couple of years, I have an insecure moment. And, uh, and so I, I was, I, but I'm, I am generally good at this, uh, winning the war. But, but there was this moment. And, and here's what happened. You, maybe you can identify. I'm sitting there at, at, this, at this place, not at, not at Bible camp, and I see someone that my heart just goes out to. I'm like, I want to pray for that person. I want to pray for that person. You ever feel that way where you're like, oh, you see them and you don't, maybe you don't know them and you're like, I really want to pray. And so then I start talking to Jesus about this person that I see, they're, they're over there. And I'm like, Jesus, I would love the opportunity. I don't know how it's even possible, but I would love the opportunity if somehow in some way, no matter how unlikely it seems, could you connect us together so that I can pray for this person? I'm just, you know, this is, this is the thing I'm putting out there. And, and, and then as I'm, I'm just kind of thinking about this and praying about, praying about this, if God could put this together, and I, and I get this sense, and I'm not sure if I'm making this up or not, that, that actually the problem is Freemasonry and Jabulon specifically, and I need to uh, cast out Jabulon in the name of Jesus, and that will begin the process of their, their freedom and breakthrough. And, and I'm like, okay, am I just making this up? Because I have been talking about this recently. And maybe it's just in my mind. Maybe I'm just making it up. But it's in my mind. And I'm, so I'm having this conversation from a distance. What happened? You know what happened. The person at, at, comes up to me and just starts talking as if we knew each other. They just start talking. So we have this conversation. I'm thinking, okay, here's the moment. I, I was asking Jesus for this. Great, fantastic. And I'm, I'm excited about this. And I'm okay, now I need to turn the conversation so that I can I pray for them. And, and so I did turn the conversation and start talking about this and wanted to pray for them. And, and I just was like, okay, um, do you, just, just curious, do you have any background or connection with, with Freemasonry in your past? And they were like, yes, lots of it. And I'm just like, okay, okay, I'm not like thumbs up like, yay, I'm glad they have that. I'm, I'm, th I'm thumbs up like, okay, I think Jesus has, has really helped me out at this. And so I'm feeling all ready, but then they said this. I have been prayed for that in the past. And they told me this, this person who had prayed for them, and it's a big deal praying person. You know, like one of those super prayers. Like, like, one of those people, like, like, they know a lot about this stuff. I know this much. They know that much. And they told me how they spent several hours with this person praying about Freemasonry and, and going through this process. And, and as I heard them talk about this mighty prayer out there, I felt really insignificant. And I got super insecure. And I'm like, well, if, if that person, if they had hours with that mighty prayer out there, who am I? Who am I? And, and in that insecurity, I just crumbled, took a quick dip in the sea, I sank there, and I was like, well, awesome. Well, I'm glad you got that prayer. 
and I didn't pray for them. I didn't pray anything for them. Like, it's, it's such, a, such a choke moment, right? You're like, oh, Pastor Brian, what? that's so embarrassing. We all do this. You know, have you ever had one of those moments there where you, where you want to pray someone, for someone, but you just, you choke? And, and insecurities, and, 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 you, and you crumble there where doubt fills your heart, and, and you start to take your eyes off Jesus like what I did. I took my eyes off Jesus, and I put it onto people. I said, that mighty pray person compared to this prayer person, neither of us are Jesus, instead of just thinking about Jesus and Jesus' involvement in that. And because I took my eyes off Jesus, I, I, I sank there. Yeah. But you, I, I bet I'm not alone in, in knowing what that's like. It takes childlike faith every day to, to stay on this. Now, I've gotten out, on the, gotten out of the boat when it comes to praying people and, and all that kind of stuff um, a lot. But, but every day, we need to be saying no to fear. Not giving insecurity any place. Not giving doubt in any place and just trusting Jesus. Keep our focus on Jesus. Uh, expecting that in Jesus' name, the breakthroughs will come and will happen. Again, I, I failed in that moment. and It's a storm. It's a, it's a war. And... Uh, so often that war is in our minds, but the war is real. So is Jesus. So is Jesus. How are you doing in your storms? How are you doing in your war? In, in, that, in that war? How are you doing in your battles against fear and insecurity and doubt that have a propensity to keep us from stepping out in faith? Either in those big moments or in those little moments. I told you my, my big fail moments today, right? I did have some successful moments uh, th- this summer. Uh, you know, I, I, I had a bad night of panic. I had another night that wasn't super, super fun. But I did have like 20 amazing nights of peace and, 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 and goodness and, and all, of, all of that goodness. Um, and I did pray for a lot of people and saw a lot of interesting things happen. But I, I, I put out my failure stories today so that we understand we're all in this together. We're in the same war. We get the same attacks that Peter was going through, being afraid, doubting, sinking, even, even when we find ourselves in moments of time where we're, we've already stepped out in big faith in, in big ways. We just need to keep going with it. We need to know our context is a storm. We need to keep walking in childlike faith, keep getting out of the boat, but then keeping our eyes on Jesus step by step by step. We start with faith. We continue with faith. We start with faith. We continue with faith. And again, it's, it's so hard to keep walking on the water in our lives. But our only hope is to keep transfixed on Jesus, keep anchored in these prayer-filled Jesus times. If you've taken a summer break from Jesus, or at least from your Jesus times, if you've taken a summer break from Bible and Bible reading and just kind of that, that prayer time... Um, Break time's over, friends. Break time's over. Trust me, it's, it's going to be great to reconnect, re-anchor, and reestablish that stuff. Here's the challenge for today. It's an assessment challenge. One to ten assessment. This is just for the last month. Assess your faith and courage levels this past month. So just July, only July. In praying for people for freedom and healing, how have you been doing? Out loud, with them in person. You're like, I haven't done that. Okay, that's probably not on the high side then. But like, assess yourself, one to ten. 
In your big decision moments, if you've had a big decision moment, how have you done in, in stepping out on that, like getting out of the boat? One to ten, how have you done in continuing to trust God's past leadings and freedoms without giving in to fear and doubt? Fear and doubt isn't just for the first moment, it's for all the moments along the way. We've got to stay strong in that, lest the enemy robs us of the victories. Hmm. That sounds dark, but I really want to pray for us. I want to pray good things for us. I want to pray courage for us. I want to pray boldness for us. I want to pray uh, for God's... God's um, if, we, if you've been in a sinking moment, for, for Jesus' immediate pulling you back up again moment, and let's, let's give it a go. Let's keep walking. Let's keep following the path of Jesus. In fact, let me pray for us right now. Yeah. Jesus, uh, we thank you that you are near and that you are here. And, and, and as I've testified, I, I, any, anyone like me in this room that's had a moment where they've taken some, some dips in the sea when it comes to doubt and, and fear and anxiety, Jesus, would you immediately now reach down and pull us back up? Fear, go in the name of Jesus. And instead, let faith and confidence in Jesus rise now in all of our hearts and minds. Jesus, we, we decide in this moment to reset our eyes on you and not the circumstances, the wars, the, the, the battles in our hearts. And instead, we, we seek to trust you. I ask boldly for opportunities for every single one of us to, be, to pray for people and see breakthrough in their lives. Would you grant us the opportunities and the courage and the victories. In Jesus' name, may it be.